Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates talk about a new movie every week. This week on the show, we're talking about Lady Bird. I hate California. I want to go to the East Coast. I want to go where culture is, like New York, or at least Connecticut or New Hampshire, where writers live in the woods. Get into those schools anyway. Mom, you should just go to City College. You know, with your work ethic, just go to City College and then to jail and then back to City College. And then maybe you'd learn to pull yourself up and not expect everybody to do everything. Lady Bird, is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quotes? I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Lady Bird always says that she lives on the wrong side of the tracks, but I always thought that that was like a metaphor. But there are actual train tracks. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Corbin Zavokal, and with me is my co-host, Cody Webb. Cody, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Uh, back to recording. Uh, Lady Bird, good pick from you. Uh I did have an interesting fact. Uh, this is the third movie in a row uh, that we're reviewing that takes place in California. Uh, oh, wow. We had Terminator that took, uh, that took place in L.A. We had um, Palm Springs. Palm Springs. I don't, yeah, actually, I don't know where that took. I'm assuming Palm Springs. Palm Springs, uh, California, yeah. <laughs> now we got Lady Bird in Sacramento. So I thought that was funny uh, looking back at that. We're running the Cali Gambit. Guess so, dude. I got pressure to take take a take a movie from Cali next pick, but uh, yeah, kind of weird. Yeah. Um, just before we get started, I wanted to say, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, drop us a rating or review. Uh, we really appreciate it. I uh, I don't really use Apple Podcasts, but I had hopped on there and noticed that at least two people had given us five stars. So really appreciate whoever did that. Wow. But uh, if if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. Uh, Maybe we'll read it if anybody writes us a nice review or a mean <laughs> one. It uh, doesn't really yeah. matter. And uh, Give us an honest review, yeah. Yeah, just be honest. Tell us what you think. So uh, let, let's get into things. Oh, and uh, other thing real quick. Cody finally got a letterbox account. Uh, if you like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're into movies and kind of like movie social media like us, uh, give us a follow. Uh, I think mine's just like at Corbin Z. I don't know. Wait, what's your account? Do you know? Mine's just Cody Webb straight up, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you just search either of our names, you can give us a follow, see what we're see what we're listening to or uh, watching. Yeah, I think I'll be using that a lot, honestly. Um, I sort of like just giving like many two-second reviews of, of stuff. I think that's pretty fun. Uh, so, yeah, if, you, if you're on Letterboxd, definitely check us out. Good time. Yeah. So, uh, getting into it, the why mm-hmm. I picked this movie. Uh, honestly, this is one of my favorite favorite movies of the last decade and probably one of my favorite movies of all time um i'm a really huge fan of it just on rewatch makes me realize how much i enjoy this movie i actually wrote a paper on this movie uh last december for one of my classes i i just think it's a it's a really great movie um obviously female director female writer uh really cool coming of age movie also we talked last week we had jackson on uh talked about palm springs I'm going on their podcast at the t- time of this release. It will be a few days prior um, on Friday, previous Friday. So you can check that out. And we're talking about A24 movies. And of course, this is an A24 movie, uh, probably my favorite A24 movie. So I just figured I- I'd pick this movie. I was going to watch it anyways. And uh, it fits in well. Yeah, definitely. What are some other A24 movies? I guess I don't even know like this studio that well. Any big names off the top or not really? Uh, so yeah, there's like over a hundred A24 movies. Well, I know there's a crap ton. I just, I, when I think uh, yeah. A24, I think like horror indie. Is, yeah. Isn't that like the niche thing they do? So A24 
both produces and distributes movies. This is one that they just distributed and didn't actually uh, weren't involved in the production of. But some others that I got for you, Ex Machina, Enemy, yeah. The Last Black Man in San Francisco, Spring Breakers, Mid-90s, Eighth Grade, The Green Knight, um, obviously a ghost I guess it's story, just hereditary. Small, small studio more than than horror. I don't know. For some reason, when I think A24, I just think horror, but obviously that, that's not right at all. Um, they definitely, yeah, good I mean, they, they do have their horror movies, Hereditary, The Witch, uh, A Ghost Story, but it, it's it's, I would say it's often characterized by a lot of like kind of independent movies. Uh, original stories either sci-fi coming of age or horror i think are usually like the three main genres moonlight is an a24 movie as well so that's there a good you go. one <laughs> yeah also a lot of great representation often found in a24 movies so definitely absolutely good studio um but yeah just uh rolling into my initial thoughts here um i do like this movie a lot i don't know if i enjoy it as much as you do you're putting it in like your um your top five uh for the decade that's that's a that's pretty high up there. Um, but yeah, right off the bat, I just think um, something that is very impressive, not entirely related to the movie. Uh, what, what's her name? Cersei? Is that how you pronounce Saoirse. it? Saoirse. Saoirse, I believe. Saoirse. All right. I'll try to get that right. Saoirse Ronan. Um, her American accent just is unbelievable in this movie. Uh, yeah, if you <laughs> like hear her talk. to normal interviews, she's got the most Irish potato accent of all time. It is very the thick. Potato, potato. <laughs> She's got that going. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I just love the accent game. She's got it. Uh, she's also great in Little Women, which I did see. And it's a completely different accent in that as well. Um, so, yeah, this chick's got it down, basically. Um, but, yeah, more, more into the movie. Obviously, like the cast and the acting in this is unbelievable, as well as the direction I'm a big fan of. Um, there's just nothing you can really poke holes in the movie in that sense of, of the direction or the acting, I think, because it's pretty much just at, at the top tier of level. Um, the, the thing where I do have a problem with it a little bit is, is just um, sort of the overall plot, but I'll get into that later. Uh, it is also a short movie and I don't think that's a bad thing, um, but I feel like nothing really happens in the movie, um, which is also not a bad thing. We talked about that Moonlight last season and I just don't know if this movie has that level of dialogue or storytelling um, you know necessary to get away with there being no plot i think it's definitely up there i don't know if it gets there exactly i'm sure you'll disagree with me on that um it's funny yeah, also yeah go ahead you're it's funny, that, I'm sorry. It's funny that you mentioned that because I, I was on tiktok earlier today and there was a girl that was like movies where nothing happens <laughs> and lady bird <laughs> was like one of the suggestions like one of the one of the movies that she brought up and it, it is true kind of nothing happens yeah. so I mean, a lot happens, but there's no main plot. We're just following mm -hmm. along, like the uh, whatever the the uh, what's the what's the phrase, the movie phrase. <laughs> I can't talk today. Um, what's that called when the movies when they're young and they're they're coming up? You know, coming of age. <laughs> <laughs> got that out all right yeah you know the coming range i don't even remember what i was talking about uh but yeah basically my last initial thought uh, i like the like the themes in this movie a lot sort of um it's it's not like i feel like the normal coming of age themes where it's just like growing up it's actually some deeper stuff uh talking about like being ashamed where you came from does money make you happy does being poor make you sad sort of just deep stuff like that uh loving your kids versus liking them i think that I thought that was one of my favorite scenes where she's like, why can't you just like me, mom? She's like, I'll always love you. 
yeah, you love me, but you don't like me. I connected with that. I thought that was really good. Also just driving around your hometown for the first time. That's so nostalgic. I think there's just a lot of little themes that I just like really grasp onto in this movie, which I do really love. Um, but yeah, just the whole general of it. Um, I don't think I'm as big a fan as you, but still great, great movie, obviously. Uh, but yeah, those are my initial thoughts. Pretty scattered, but initial thoughts. Just real quick, you had mentioned to me uh, that this is the second time you had watched it and how you enjoyed it more on a, on a rewatch. Why do you think that is? That is true. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think maybe, uh, you know, the first time it's just, you know, you're enthralled into her life more and the second time you're like okay like i know it's gonna happen there's no mystery or anything um like you know she's you notice college the other detail like the, the surrounding subplots a little bit more you can appreciate that yeah stuff. i do enjoy the the side characters just as much as i think the main few um in this movie which i think did benefit the second time around but yeah i think for some reason i'm not entirely sure why i just enjoyed it the first time more than i saw it kind of weird you know, you were talking about uh, that experience of, or just talking about, you know, where you came from, being ashamed of that, that feeling of driving around your hometown, hometown for the first time. And they say in this movie, but they, they refer to Sacramento as the Midwest of California. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Obviously, <laughs> this being our third California movie, but I feel like we can connect with it a little bit more being, you know, two Indiana boys uh, who, who kind of maybe can feel some of what she's feeling a little bit about you know, your hometown, nothing's ever happening. And, you know, you're never really experiencing anything uh, powerful and moving in that the feeling of maybe wanting to to escape that. And I think that's something I definitely relate to a lot in this movie. Definitely. Yeah, I think this is like um, more of a Midwestern movie, even though it is set in California, which is funny. Uh, yeah, I think um, just growing up in a small town, we can relate to this movie a lot better than maybe some some people who grew up in, you know, larger towns. But yeah. I agree. Yeah. So in terms of my initial thoughts, I don't have a ton of gripes with this movie. I think uh, there's a lot of great things about it. So I'll just, I'll try and run. Through. I have a lot to say here. So mm-hmm. I'll try and run through it pretty quickly. Go for it. Uh, I think this movie is, is almost like dreamlike or ethereal in a sort of way. It, it's being told through memories. Uh, obviously it's shot digitally, but it's got this film appearance. It almost seems like it's, an old camera. It's obviously set in 2002, 2003. Uh, it's, it's like it's you're looking back at old photographs and you're remembering what happened. And there's kind of that feeling of like uh, Greta Gerwig, who wrote and directed this. This is a semi semi autobiographical piece. Uh, she grew up in Sacramento, moved out to New York to take co- to go to college. So there's that kind of feeling of like, this is what I remember about this time. And this is what it what it feels like to have been growing up during this time. You talked a little bit about the dialogue, but I think the dialogue is actually really great in this, uh, especially the scenes between her and her mother. Obviously, both fantastic actresses, uh, Saoirse Ronan and uh, the woman who plays her mother, which is Laurie Metcalf. Both of them masterful at what they do and the way that they can go back and forth so quickly. Those scenes in particular almost feel like you're watching like a Sorkin movie or something where it's this like fast dialogue that feels so natural and real. And like these characters are super connected to each other. Another thing that she does with the editing is that you're never there for the beginning of a scene or the beginning of the conversation. You just cut right into it 
right to the good stuff and you're just there a part of it so it makes it feel like you're there and you're remembering because when you think about like oh i remember that time we went to this place it's it's not necessarily about oh we went here and here's everything that built up to it it's just it's that specific moment in time that happened where you're you're having that intense conversation uh they do that really well with the editing <clears throat> the editing style whether it's uh through these match cuts or uh insert cuts so often in movies you'll see when you're moving to a new scene they'll do an establishing shot like oh here's a building and then they go into the building but instead there's a lot of points in this movie where they use an insert shot as an establishing shot so they'll they'll jump in with this up close image whether it's the the communion wafers that they're eating or the microwave that they're watching where it, that's the first shot in a new scene and then it goes outward from there so it goes small to big and you kind of just jump right in as opposed to like let's build up to this new moment uh some other stuff I think, like you said, the acting is really great. Lucas Hedges, Saoirse Ronan, all the supporting cast, Beanie Feldstein, the great, you know, teenage, early 20 actors um, who we're going to be seeing. And you even talked about uh, Booksmart a few weeks ago. We're, yeah. we're going to be, we're going to continue to see these uh, actors grow up and become like, you know, the, the people in Hollywood who are really, you know, popular. Uh, I think the subplots are really great. You talked about characters and how like each one, has a little bit of their own story you've got the subplot with you know the depressed priest and her father dealing with money issues and his depression and his brother who or her brother who had gone to college and gotten a math degree but then is working at a grocery store you have lucas hedges character who is obviously dealing with this sexuality going to a catholic school coming from a you know devout irish catholic family and trying to overcome you know his feelings of shame about his 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 own homosexuality uh, you've got her friend who's <laughs> who's got her thing with the, the teacher that she's in love with. And she's this awkward kid who's got parent troubles at home and is going through all this stuff. So I think there's a lot of layers to it. And just each of these characters is, you know, going through their own things. Yeah, I agree. Every character is just like uh, on the surface. You're like, OK, this is like the stereotypical whatever. And then they just dig deeper into them. Uh, they just get so much more emotional depth as the movie goes on. I think that's brilliant because literally, I think every single one of those is just presented as the stereotypical, whatever, the stereotypical, you know. Um, like Timothy Chalamet's character is the, is the douchey guy. <laughs> right. But yeah. his dad the, the has nerdy, cancer. And... The nerdy theater kid, the really smart girl who's in love with her teacher, like that sort of the, the super, like, uh, you know, just uh, outgoing priest, like stuff like that. And then they just, completely shatter that and you actually see like who they are down deep i think that's brilliant yeah i agree yeah so yeah uh just all in all like i i just really love this movie um i think there's a lot of great things about it but that being said we should move into our first category the stupidest <laughs> part you stupid uh cody what do you got what's the stupidest part about this movie uh, yeah i mean there's not a ton of, of of stuff to you know break down here but i do have some little moments um i think the beginning scene is an interesting one i feel like the the, the car scene is what i'm talking about i feel like that is like super praise scene it's really not my favorite uh her jumping out of the car seems a little <laughs> a little unnecessary to me um so that was my first gripe what, what do you think about that uh, I, I really love that scene. I think it's really well yeah, written, I figured you would. written, but I, I do agree her jumping out of the car is a little extreme, but I think it sets the tone for, for what's to go in the That's relationship. It's, 
it's a great opening like shocker scene that just set like tone for the rest of the movie but uh, i'm not a big fan as i think probably a lot of other people are um also a little one uh west coast people wishing they were east coast people uh i'm not sure if that's actually a thing. <laughs> maybe it was in the early 2000s but i feel like everybody wants to go to like the west coast maybe the people there sort of is like oh i want to get out of here like pretty much everybody else is in the world um yeah i thought that was kind of dumb and then the big one that i have is sort of just like the arguments with her mom um sometimes they make sense sometimes they don't really one of the big blowouts was about how you know she needed to like fold her clothes so she didn't look like trash because her her peers were going to tell their parents that she looks like trash and then because of that they wouldn't hire her dad that to me seemed like you know a bit of a stretch um obviously if you're going to school looking like complete trash but i mean a couple wrinkles in in your skirt or whatever isn't going to make or break your dad's job positioning um yeah sort of like you were saying um like they're their conversations they sort of seem real at times they sort of don't to me though that was the my biggest gripe with the movie um i do like the dialogue pretty much everywhere else other than the interaction between her and her mom um they are great actresses i just don't know if the dialogue was on point to like believable um and yeah just uh her mom's super passive aggressive that that doesn't that's not dumb that's just uh i don't really like her mom as character uh but yeah uh, what do you think about their arguments? I just thought they were dumb and, and not necessary at all times. Well, you know, you're talking about the scene where with her needing to fold her clothes and you're, you're hundred percent right. I think it's intentionally supposed to be ridiculous and absurd that like she would ever actually need to, to fold her clothes because people will think she's trash if her full clothes aren't folded. Obviously that doesn't right. make a lot of sense. I think it's just trying to illustrate uh, that her mom is, is, is a little bit of real, is, is really hard on her, a little bit ridiculous. Obviously she's, I think the big theme is here, like parents not really always understanding their children. And it's, it's sometimes really hard when you're, you know, generationally, uh, there's a gap there where it's like you're, you're trying to connect with someone who is just so different from you. And obviously, Lady Bird herself, Christine is a very eccentric, eclectic person, and it is hard to relate to. So it she struggles a lot with that throughout the movie. I think in terms of their actual dialogue back and forth, theirs isn't necessarily as natural or real. Like, I don't think people will necessarily have conversations like that, but I think it's intentionally put that way. And I I like the way the dialogue flows in those scenes. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, I do think they have great chemistry. It does seem like they they are mother daughter just arguing about nothing, which I do like. Uh, But yeah, just some trips in the dialogue for me. Tell me about your, uh, your dumb parts. Yeah, I got basically just two really small things that I'm going to gripe mm. on just because... Yeah, I feel like there's just nothing massive to, to come out with this movie, with, which is tough because I feel like we're really good at this category too. Uh, but go ahead. Yeah, two, weeks in a, two weeks in a row we've picked movies that we've had no. trouble picking a <laughs> Uh So I think the whole setup of her finding out that Danny's gay is kind of dumb just like the way she discovers <laughs> yeah. it she's like has to use the That's bathroom and she's like let's just use the men's room and she runs over there and he's making out with the dude in the stall which it's like she f- first of all she goes to the men's room and then selects the exact stall that two people are in <laughs> i don't know how you don't realize that somebody's in the- it's very strange uh so i think that just whole setup is obviously that there needed to be a way for her to discover that i just think it probably could have been done better 
for her actually like making that discovery that uh, he's gay. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. I, <laughs> she does just go in there. And like there are other open stalls, like she walked by, I'm pretty sure. And she just smacks in the big one and says, Anybody in here? And that's just the perfect timing where, you know, they're ranking out. Uh, that's a good one. I'll give you props on that. I didn't think of that. And then the other one, this isn't even this isn't that bad, but it's right mm-hmm. after she breaks up with Kyle and she's in the car with her mom. And her mom's like, You want to do our favorite Sunday activity? Which I feel like is a weird thing to say. Like, why wouldn't you just be like, hey, you want to go look at houses? Not just be like, do you want to do our favorite? It's obviously trying to lead you into the next scene and and not necessarily give away what they're about to do. But I think it's just a dumb piece of dialogue that that she would say it like that necessarily. <laughs> that's nitpicking right there. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I, I guess. Um, I think that's a great setup. Uh, I, I was surprised. That it's good for movie was, uh, making, but probably poor for yeah, real life. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about that one, but <laughs> yeah, interesting. All right, why don't we uh, move on to our favorite scene? She is very gorgeous to me. I'll get us started since you already mentioned it. I, I think my favorite scene of the movie is just the opening. I think the way it develops the characters and it shows you right off the bat kind of their relationship. It's very much, a, it's a love-hate relationship. So they have, and it continues throughout the movie where they have these moments where they're fighting with each other or they have these disagreements, but then they can snap back and forth to where like, oh yeah, like they're family and they still love each other. Another great example of it is when they're in the Goodwill and uh, they're looking, or the thrift store, whatever it may be, and they're looking for the dress for Thanksgiving and they're arguing back and forth about why are you even going to somewhere else for Thanksgiving? And then she finds the dress and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect dress. And then they're just snapping back into like being loving and a good family. Uh, I think the first scene does this really well. You have that moment where they're talking about like the grapes of wrath and uh, just talking about wanting to experience something. And then they start arguing and then she eventually jumps out of the car. Um, I think it's just really great character development and my favorite scene because it starts the movie out on such a good note. Like you watch and you're like, oh, I want to keep I want to get to know what, you know, know what else is going to happen. Yeah, I think that is like the marquee scene um, in the movie. I feel like after that, there's, I mean, obviously the movie's super memorable, but I feel like there's not like a massively memorable scene. Um, I just have lots of little moments that I liked. Um, uh, I'll, I'll random off a couple here. Uh, the JV football coach going through the play, um, talking about when they were coming and saying, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> uh it was like all right everybody come in and he goes you come in hot and they all fucking start like running time. so i thought that was good also um the uh the abortion scene uh where <laughs> she gets picked out to talk and then she ends it with you know if your mom would have had that abortion we wouldn't <laughs> have had sit through this assembly and i love i, I love uh, i love the way that yeah, scene's edited because she says that and then you have like a j cut where the audio for the next scene starts and her mom's like suspended and then like yeah. you hear that and she's still sitting and then it cuts to the next scene and i think it really flows really well yeah that was one of my favorites also um the last one i had was um when they're at dinner after graduation and um lucas head just comes up and is like did you hear about the wait list and her dad right away goes oh fuck <laughs> i love that i loved her dad in this movie as well i didn't put him down for um my best actor but every scene he was in i thought he was just really good and um I think his character is just so important to, you know, Saoirse Ronan uh, that like every scene he was in, was just a good scene. Um, so yeah, uh, not a ton of big moments for me. Just like the little stuff is, is what I really like in this movie. Um, 
and yeah, you're seeing. Uh, I, I said it before. Eh, it's all right, you know. But <laughs> what do think, you think about those? It, no, yeah, those are all great scenes, and then even expanding on like the little moments. I think a lot of the scenes that have Beanie Feldstein in them, where she's just like making a joke, are really great. Uh, two of my favorites are when she's they're signing up for the play and she like puts her name in parentheses Which and, truly, yeah. <laughs> and so, so she's like you don't need to do that she's <laughs> like wait jules julie is not my real name <laughs> yeah like it's not the same and then uh when they have the little argument and she's like you didn't even come to play practice and like you got assigned a role and she's like what role the tempest she's the like there tempest. is there is no role it's the titular role <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with that. Beanie Feldstein is uh is very funny. Good actors. Yeah. Uh, so we can move on here now uh, to our, or actually one other thing I want to mention, uh, and this probably could have gone in initial thoughts as well, but I think this movie has uh, a really great soundtrack and the way that it uses music throughout is really interesting. Uh, you obviously have the song Crash by David Matthews Band, kind of a cringy song looking back, but for the time it was pretty popular when it came out. And the way that it kind of plays throughout. So originally you see it when her and uh, Beanie Feldstein's character are in the car and they're just kind of being all sad because she had just broken up with Danny. They hear the song playing and they love it. And then it comes up again uh, when she's leaving or when she's with Kyle. Prom, right? Yeah. When she's with Kyle in the car and he's like, I hate this song. <laughs> and she's like, I love it. And then she ends up going and reconciling her relationship with, with Jules and then it continues to play throughout prom. There's also the song called This Eve of Parting by John Hartford that plays in the beginning of the movie when her mother's driving around uh, through Sacramento. And then it comes back again at the end of the movie when her mother is all sad and depressed and driving, you know, after uh, uh, Lady Bird has moved off to college. So this this uh, the motif of some of the music coming up throughout the movie, I really enjoy. And I think it really adds to a lot of the scenes that they're in we can move on to who can act. Wow. You want to get us started, Cody? Yeah, I will get started. Um, I think we go probably throughout about uh, half the cast this year. Um, I'll just talk about my favorites, though, pretty briefly. Uh, I think the best actor in this movie is the priest guy. Uh, his name's uh, Stephen McKinley Henderson. I mean, this dude's got crazy chops. Just gives a super powerful performance, I think. Really stuck with me. Uh, the, the crying scene, obviously, is just it's just tough to watch, man. Uh, that guy's really good in this movie. Uh, obviously, I'm going to pick Beanie Feldstein. I think she's super underrated. One of my favorite you know, actresses is working today. Uh, like you were saying before, I think basically everyone in this movie is just on the rise. I think these are going to be the superstars of the new age. Cersei Ronan, she's only been in like five movies and she's already big time actress. I mean, yeah, she's uh, in being... Little Women. She was in uh, a Wes Anderson movie, The Grand Budapest Hotel. She's got a new movie coming out with Sam Rockwell and uh, mm-hmm. Adrian Brody as well. She's she's going to be I in mean, a lot of stuff. She's so young. Yeah, yeah she's exactly. so young too. It's ridiculous. Obviously, Timmy Chalamet is a big deal. Lucas Hedges is just an unbelievable actor. I could talk about this cast for a while. Um, yeah, Beanie Feldstein, I think just you know, she has gotten to that comedy role. I think she's very good at, but I also think she's really good at the dramatic stuff in this movie as well. Um, and also in um, uh, Booksmart as well. She does that there. Um, but yeah, I'm just a big fan. And uh, I think those are by far the two performances that stuck out to me was uh, was Beanie and, and the priest guy. So yeah, those, that's yeah. What, those are my uh, who can act. But I mean, you could literally pick anybody here, I think. I think I mention this every time I talk about this movie just because... I, I like it, but the priest Stephen McKinley is is a Purdue graduate. He came 
he went to Purdue for uh, his master's in fine arts. So oh, yeah. uh, I guess uh, Purdue has some some good acting chops in 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 terms of uh, people that that people that go here. So shout shout out Purdue, go Boilers. Yeah, and, I told uh, me that before. I think you said that on the podcast. Before, I think I said that too. like last week, to be honest. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, maybe actually, yeah. Or actually, you know what? I mentioned it in the movie draft because I did draft this movie for, uh, I think, directorial debut. <laughs> that is true. I forgot this was directorial debut as well. That is yes. crazy. Yes. Um, so really great. Um, obviously, you mentioned it at the top. We mentioned it a ton of times. Saoirse Ronan's a great actress, especially the accent work in this movie. She has an extremely thick English or Irish accent. Irish. And you, I, I didn't know she was Irish uh, until later. Like you wouldn't even guess it just by, uh, by watching this movie. Lucas Hedges, I would say in the next five years, that guy's going to have an Oscar, like no doubt. Uh, it's, it's just bound to happen. This Manchester by the sea, like the dude has insane chops. And I think he's just continue going to uh, continue to be uh, in in things beauty felt scene i think will be interesting to see where she goes uh like you said she's done a lot of comedy stuff i think being able to move more into the drama category is going to really depend like uh, make the difference of how much how popular she can become but i'm definitely excited to see those three and and timothy chalamet and uh and everything they do really excited for dune coming out here in a few months and he's the main main guy in that so we'll, we'll see i'm what very excited for dune yeah i yeah. mean Denis Villeneuve, come on, dude! <laughs> Taking on Dune—that's gonna be—that's gonna be crazy. I'm very yeah. excited for that. Movie. Yeah. Let's hear your uh, your worst performance, though. I want to see you uh, pick somebody out of the line here. It was definitely tough to choose someone, uh, and yeah. I chose I chose the character uh, Jenna Walton. She's the the rich girl. She's played by Odea Rush. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know if she's in anything else. Uh, I just think. When you're up against the rest, I guess she's in the giver in Goosebumps. So shout out to her. But when you put up against, <laughs> sure. when you're put up against those other four actors, you're just bound to not be as impressive. I don't think what she does in this movie is inherently bad. I just think it's pretty one dimensional in the character that she plays. Some of that's probably in the writing, but it's just very there's just not a lot of depth to the performance to me. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm gonna pretty much the exact same page as you i did have her down for one of them i basically just looked at a bunch of side characters who you know didn't have a lot to do <laughs> and, and went after them um so yeah i said i said her uh the 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 uh, weird teacher guy that um beanie feldstein's into just yeah. kind of eh. nothing nothing special just kind of weirdo uh the guy who was interviewing uh, her dad for the interview uh do you know what i'm talking about yes, that guy's in like insurance commercials and he pisses me off <laughs> so i saw him i wasn't happy um but yeah i am actually gonna throw out one of the main cast here okay uh, gonna, gonna be bold and say that you know timothy chalamet is not great in this movie okay um i don't know if it's necessarily he's bad in this movie i just don't think this is a good role for him um he's, he's kind of just there i feel like <laughs> i feel like he's forgettable even though he says the dumbest shit um which, which i mean i probably if I was a fucking, you know, cool kid who smoked cigs in high school, I'd probably be talking about this as well. Obviously, he's going through stuff. His, his dad's got, like, cancer, so I'm not coming at him. Um, but, yeah, I just don't think this is great writing for Timmy Chalamet. Um, I don't think he's the hard-ass. I think he's more of the real, relatable character. I think he's better at that. Um, but, yeah, this is a different type of role for him. And I think, you know, 
he's he's like a heartthrob over it so because he said like good girl once or something um but yeah timmy chalamet i'm coming at you bro you're not that good timothy timothy chalamet is an is an interesting guy i think in real life he is kind of a douchebag though so probably uh i think there's i've heard some story like rumor that he gave like the nyu graduating class like all chlamydia and it was quite the player (laughs) (laughs) look it up look it up bro Hey, I'm dude. not looking that <laughs> up. <weirdo>. <laughs> so I, I think he, I think he kind of is that like douchey dude that you know just kind of, a little bit of a womanizer. But it seems that the roles he plays are this is against type for the roles he usually plays, but maybe more true to who he is as a person. Uh, I think his, his, yeah, which which is an interesting thing to say. Uh, other than that, I I agree with you. You know, this movie's really well acted, so it's it's kind of hard. I mean, yeah. He's not he's not bad by any means, no. but I just wanted to throw that out there just to, just to mix it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, I like. I, it. Didn't, I didn't know you were gonna come at me with you know Clavidia facts, but <laughs> yes, I learned something every day. You know, I I, I really do. Guy. I really do like him as an actor, though. Like most of the movies I've seen him in, I've really enjoyed. Uh, he's in a movie called Hot Summer Nights, which is pretty decent, and uh, he's in a movie called The King with Robert Pattinson, which is like a Netflix movie, yeah, it? Netflix period piece. Um, I think he's he's just really good in pretty much everything he is. Uh, he's in so yeah, I mean, I'm psyched for Dune, so he's definitely a good yeah, actor. It's gonna be good, him and uh, Zendaya, but yes, Zendaya he, fan. he does say some weird stuff in this, in, including good girl, which yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen people uh swoon over quite a bit. I was just gonna say swoon over it, too. <laughs> Big swooning over that line. So. You don't, you don't, you don't have a cell phone. Nobody wants cell phones anymore after Timothy Chalamet said that. Girl, yeah. It's a tracking device. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. And we're back. All right, now we're going to move on to the recast. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Um, I'm sure this is... I had some trouble with this one, so... Uh, this, Cody, is, this was tough, yeah. Cody, why don't you get it started? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I didn't go after any of the main guys here. I went after a couple side characters. I do have two. I'll, I'll go through my first one here. Um, I talked about the, the guy in the commercials who pissed me off, who's interviewing her dad for the job. So, you know, let's just get him out of there because, you know, he just pisses me off. There's, no, there's really no other reason. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to throw in uh, Ryan Reynolds as the guy interviewing him. Oh, that's good. So, I like that. Thank you. Yeah, just, you know, a little bit more comedy in there. It is a bigger name, so it'll take you out of the movie a little bit but he's only he only has like two lines and they're both jokey lines anyways and i think you deliver it pretty well so yeah give me ryan reynolds as the interviewer hey i'm off i think this movie needs a cameo like that i think it'd be a lot more exactly fun. uh my person i'm gonna replace uh the character of jenna uh she's played by odea rush like i mentioned before and uh the person i'm gonna replace her with is alexa Demi. uh she, you probably don't know who that is but she was uh she's one of the characters in Euphoria. Uh she's also in Mid 90s and Waves, which are two other A24 movies. I think that's something that you'll see a lot with A24 movies when someone acts in one, they at least are in another one or two. There's a lot of the same characters that that move across. Timothy Chalamet's been in a couple, Lucas Hedges been in a couple A24 movies. Uh Lucas Hedges was also in Mid 90s. So I'm I'm picking Alexa Demi in Euphoria. She plays this like kind of rich hot girl. Uh, she plays a pretty similar character, uh, but I, th- I think she's just a better actress and she has l- that ability to bring a little bit more depth and, you know, something interesting to the character. So that's my pick. 
Cool. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, Cast him, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, buy the pick. Also, uh, uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, What's your? No, no uh, I want to hear what your pick is because I feel like the joke <laughs> I'm about to make might. Go ahead. I doubt it. Uh, my pick is another just shot in the dark here. Uh, I went after the weird teacher that uh, Beanie Feinstein is flirting with. I said, take him out. You know, he's just he's too classically, you know, just like a, a good looking teacher. I think let's throw in somebody, you know, it's going to shake it up a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I threw in Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure about this one, obviously. Um, I just see, you know, that dude can come off as a, as a smart guy sometimes put the glasses on him and i think it'd just be a different take on like oh the the, the students love the teacher um sort of like oh he's just you know he's not necessarily the best looking guy well i don't know maybe he is um but yeah he's just you know a different sort of teacher to throw in there um and yeah i think he'd add a little bit more depth a little bit more you know acting to that character which i think what was really lacking there was was the acting um and yeah throw a throw jgl in why not sure why not <laughs> and then uh obviously we can just put Dave Batista as the uh the jock teacher or the jock priest that uh yells at the students. So the uh, football coach, the JV football coach. Yep. Exactly. That's that's the perfect spot for him. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna move on to welcome to the academy. This, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won best picture. Uh I'll get it started with my first award. I'm gonna give this movie the best bad dye job the best bad hair dye job because <laughs> you know her hair i like the look i'm, I'm a fan of it i think the red mm-hmm. hair looks good suits her well but it's not the best dye job ever so uh well you just called it the worst right well exactly so it's the best <laughs> bad hair dye job <laughs> coming after her hair dude that stuff i don't think it's that bad it's got like it's like the dirty red hair or whatever it's not dirty blonde it's the other way around where it's blonde and then it's red hair i, mm-hmm. I don't know hair much but uh, i think it's a good look i, I back it so kind of i think tough. i think the look for the characters they did, did a really good job of creating social ronan's look because obviously social ronan's a very attractive person but they they didn't have her wear a lot of makeup they didn't cover up any acne or anything like that and they did a good job of making her look just like a high school student you know yeah it's true um good award uh my first one was uh, the movie with the most spiteful and petty mother of all time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, dude, you're not even going to hug her when she's going to college. You're not going to see her for like six months, dude. She's going across the country and you're not going to get out of the hug to, to, you know, hug her just because, you know, she didn't even lie. She just didn't tell you. Parking's too expensive. An asshole about it. Yeah, that pissed me off. Uh, I mean, that is, I feel like just petty. That's just straight up pettiness just because she left you out of the, left you in the dark a little bit or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, out of mothers and you know coming of age movies, I think that's about as petty as it gets. So yeah, congrats to uh, Sheldon's mom from uh, The Big Bang Theory. You finally got an award. <laughs> she yeah. was she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for that award. She, so yeah, no, she deserved that. She was actually pretty good in this movie. Um, I'm gonna give uh, Best Sacramento Movie. Honestly, don't know any other movie set in Sacramento, but. <laughs> There's, Did you look up any other ones or no? No, I, I don't really. You just care. get a free bullet. Yeah, it's just the best <laughs> one. <laughs> well, you know, there's something that the character, the I believe the the nun says to Sir Ronan character in the movie about how like you write with you write about Sacramento with this this love for Sacramento, um, and she talks about you know oh I just pay attention to it I don't necessarily love it but I think there's definitely this is almost a love letter to Sacramento. Obviously, I think Greta Gerwig growing up 
had a lot of the same feelings that Lady Bird has towards the city and wanting to escape. But then now looking back as she's older, she's, you know, experienced New York and LA and there's kind of this affection for the place that you grew up in. And I, I think it, it presents Sacramento in a really interesting way where it's, it, it is again, a love hate relationship with the city. So shout out Sacramento movies. I'll, I'll look up some while you give our, give the next award. I doubt there's any. Yeah, but shout out to Sacramento. I agree. Uh, if anybody's listening from Sacramento, let us know. Uh, and if you're not, just go to Sacramento and check it out. It's a great place. Uh, never been. Uh, but yeah, uh, my second Oscar that I'm giving this movie is the award for the best nickname that's never explained. Uh, so obviously, you know, the title and titular role is Lady Bird. And, you know, we get some insight on, on where that came from, but, you know, none really at all. Um, so yeah, I, I, th- I actually really think it's just, it's a great it's a great name for the movie and i really do like the idea of you know um the coming of age being like why do i why do we have to you know go by the names our parents gave us that that is pretty dumb once you think about it why can't i just choose what i want to be called um so yeah i think that's a you know it's an interesting name to pick you know ladybird i don't really know what it means uh but i think it's a great nickname and it doesn't need to be explained and it shouldn't be explained so yeah i'm given the uh the oscar for that great campaign posters for it as well so oh yeah her half bird half, half bird face, that's great. <laughs> or vice versa as she says uh here's yeah. some movies set in sacramento and we've honest, i haven't oh, yeah. seen any of them pink cadillac frankie and johnny life phenomenon almost famous that's that's a pretty almost famous almost famous okay. breakdown misery and smoke and aces so yeah i'm gonna give it misery best sacramento you say misery that's yes. one with kathy bates oh yeah that's a tough one yeah Can't believe that's in sacramento yeah, he Stephen King things are usually set in Massachusetts, but I guess that one was not. Uh, my uh, last thing I just want to talk about is this movie was nominated for a lot of Academy Awards, but to be Does honest, really so, yeah. so I love this movie, but I actually don't know if it really should have won anything. It didn't. I don't think it did end up winning anything, but the things that were it was up against, I can understand it not winning. So it didn't win Best Picture. Shape of Water won Best Picture. That's whatever, but. Uh, yeah. Get Out, Get Out was also nominated in this year. I'd probably take that as a Best Picture winner that year. Uh, best Director, probably I would take Jordan Peele again. It's but, a tough one for directorial debut as well. Yeah, Get Out, Get Out won uh, Best Original Score Screenplay, which this was nominated for. Frances McDormand won Best Actress over Saoirse Ronan, which you know people, yeah. you know she's really great actress. Best Supporting Actress went to Allison Janney for I, Tanya. Maybe I'd take uh, Laurie Metcalf in this movie over that <laughs> performance. But... Both sitcom actresses. That's actually interesting for Best Supporting Actress. Interesting, yeah. I probably would have taken Cersei Ronan over Frances McDormand. I didn't see Three three Billboards, um, so I can't really uh, take that. But I think Cersei is uh, pretty undeniably great in this movie. One of the best I've seen for a while, yeah. Yeah, that, that category is pretty stacked. It was, she was also going up against Meryl Streep and Margot Robbie uh in, in some pretty I mean, great performances yeah. so that category is always stacked yeah yeah but you know friends mcdorman she's now won three three or four three best actress awards at the oscars so you know that is pretty impressive like so we'll get hers she's been nominated twice now i think she'll she'll get it maybe oh three. yeah for how young as she is yeah that's impressive she's already been nominated twice yeah uh do you have any other awards you want to give this movie no i was smiling too now we're going to move on to weird movie details trivia. Naked grandma. Naked, huh? Cody, you want to ask the first question? I will. Yeah, I have, I have two questions. Um, 
I think one of them's probably pretty easy. Um, the other one's not that hard either, so I think you might do well this week. Uh, but yeah, my first one is uh, not not even really directly related to this movie. Uh, but how many movies have uh, Saoirse Ronan and Timothy, Timothy Chalamet been in together? And you don't get multiple choice because this is easy. <laughs> I feel like... So they are in this one together. Spoiler alert. So that's one. Uh, yeah. I one. Uh, yeah, I know. Obviously... Uh... This and Little Women are the two main ones. I feel like there's another one, though. I think they've been in three. I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to think. Okay, Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> I, for some reason, I feel like they have been in another movie together. But because I can't think of what it is, and I feel like I would know off the top of What else has she been in? Or was there, I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two movies together. Uh no, it's three. Uh well actually it, it's it's sort of both because um I don't know if this movie has come out yet. Uh oh yeah, well they're the, no no no, the, no the French dispatch. They're is, in the uh, French the dispatch, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's three, right? That movie's yeah, come out. Right? It has not come out. It comes oh, out. Oh well there October. you go. Well, I guess you're right then. They've only been in two, so you get that one right. <laughs> but uh yeah, um they are going to be in three. I just think that's really interesting how they're in so many movies together already um and yeah that was is it's got a trailer so i figured it came out but right when you said that i was like oh maybe it actually hasn't come out so i looked it up and yeah it hasn't come out so uh you know you're probably right on both accounts there so yeah tough question i guess harder than it seems she is she is in uh she's in the grand budapest so the french dispatch is a movie by wes anderson she's in the grand budapest Budapest hotel but timothy chalamet is not so released movies yes too french dispatch is a movie that uh, i don't know how i feel if i'm excited for it or not but it's one of the ones that's releasing in october so it's got a pretty stacked cast i will say that yeah bill murray total swinton i think too yeah so should be interesting. So uh, I'm going to say that I got that right. So screw you. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you. Research. There wasn't really a correct answer. Yeah. Uh, my, my first question will also not <laughs> yeah. have, will not have uh, multiple choice. Okay. Jenna's talking about the first time she has sex in class and she says she received a phone call on her phone that she uh-huh. only had for emergencies. Yeah. Uh, Jules asks her, what was the emergency? What was the emergency? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, somebody died. Oh shit. I'm thinking like great aunt or, or grandma. It was, was a the, woman, I believe. What is the final uh, answer? I don't know why I'm thinking great aunt. I feel like that's wrong, but I really want to say that. I feel like grandma is the obvious choice, but I don't think that's right either. What's another option other than those two? Uh, Cousin. <laughs> It's not her cousin. It's some old lady. I'm going to go great aunt. I don't know why. The answer the is answer? great aunt. So, good job. Let's go! <laughs> wow, I pulled that one out of my ass. That's that's pretty pretty great for me. I'm not going to lie. It's a good question. Good question. Thank you. Uh, I got another question that is also a good question. Uh, yeah, there's also no multiple choice to this one. Um, so, maybe a little bit tougher. Um, yeah, how many piercings do Miguel and Shelly have on their face combined? <laughs> and this is sort of, this is sort of, you know, just free balling it. It's hard to see sometimes in the movie, but 
but I'm fairly certain this is the correct answer. So I, I could be wrong. You know, don't kill me if I'm wrong, but I'm 90% sure this is right. Do, do earrings count? Uh, no. It's on their okay. face. I know they both have like lip slash eyebrow stuff. She probably has a nose. I don't think he has a nose piercing, but I could be wrong. So okay. I, I'm just going to take, I'm going to say combined. So it's like, okay, if they have a ring and there's two rings, is like each ring a piercing? Yeah, if they got two rings on their lip, that's two piercings, right? I'm going to say seven. Seven. <laughs> uh, no, I believe the correct answer is six. I think they have three each. Uh, okay. Lip, eyebrow, and then they both have a thing through their nose, like the bowl, the bowl piercing oh, or whatever. Them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I believe the correct answer is six. Uh, you know, don't come after me if I'm wrong, but you were close. I don't know where you pulled seven out. It seemed like you were between like four and five. Um, yeah, then you just went straight to seven, which I do like. That's, that's a ballsy strategy, but well, I do I, believe I felt, that's incorrect. I felt like they had like two in their lip or something. And I, I don't know. No. He's got yeah, one think, here mm-hmm. and on the chin. That's interesting. I okay. think they have three each, right? Uh, that's what I saw. Yeah, it looks like he's got a chin, lip, and nose, and she probably has. She's got one on her eyebrow. Yeah, eyebrow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, six. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, Good question. I mean, wasn't too far off. Was only one off. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't memorize their faces. My question <laughs> is going to be an elimination question. So uh, I don't remember what the, the theme of prom ends up being, but at one point in the movie, the, the nun is talking about here are your options for prom themes. And she provides three options. I'm going to give you five. You have to tell me which two does she not say as options, okay? Yeah, this, this is going to be easy. I already know what their theme was. Go for it. Okay, so the, the options are mm-hmm. uh, Cities of the World. Yep. Decades. Mm, movies. I don't know. Casino Night. Eternal, no. Fame, Eternal Flame. Eternal Flame was a the theme. Uh... Okay, say the middle three again. Movies. What was the other ones? Movies, decades, casino night, eternal flame. Decades. It's not casino night. Decades or movies. Ooh, that's actually tough. Uh, decades. That kind of doesn't make sense. I'm, I think. Um, I think movies was one of them. So I'm going to eliminate decades and uh, casino night. You are correct. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, so no, they, that was a, that was an easy one, dude. Come on. Yeah. Not even challenging. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> you, two for two today. Really proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I know your movie better than you do. Every day. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to move on to our pitch. Uh, I'll get us started here first. Go for it. So uh, I think this was a tough one. I didn't really have a great pitch for this, but my idea would basically just be if we took, obviously this movie set 2002, 2003. So let's make a present day set version with, you know, Lady Bird grown up. Now she has her own kid maybe, or maybe not. Maybe she's still, uh, I guess she'd be like 30, 38 now. So probably, probably maybe has children or maybe she's living a single life as a, 
you know, just a lady chilling in New York or wherever it may be. But I, I just want to see what Lady Bird's up to now. I guess she'd probably be going by Christine. But uh, just seeing how she's dealing with life as a, as an older, as a middle-aged adult would be my only pitch for a movie. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's the the best pitch and um, probably the obvious one. I was, you know, really just racking my brain trying to think of uh, something to spin off or some otherwise. Uh, and I came up with a pretty terrible idea, um, so I'm going to share it. Uh, so, yeah, direct, direct sequel is probably the best. Uh, my rule for direct sequels for this category is somebody has to die. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to bring everybody back, but uh, I think I also want it to be set, like, let's say junior year of college, so not too far into the future like yours. Um, yeah, bring back the entire cast except for Timmy because, I mean, his character just doesn't really fit. Um, and, yeah, the person who's going to die, I think it's her dad. I think that's you know, not an easy choice because he's a lovable character, but it probably makes sense for the story. Um, but yeah, I think Lady Bird's just going to, you know, probably, you know, go a little crazy, lose her mind a little bit. And, you know, given that her name is Lady Bird, I think we have a, um, a horror movie like, uh, you know, like Tusk or The Fly, where she slowly transitions into half human. Tusk is also an A24 movie. So there you go. Well, there you go. It fits beautifully. Yeah, we're keeping it in the A24 family here. And yeah, I just want to see Saoirse Ronan just go crazy and, you know, find the scientist who helps her, you know, become half half bird, half lady, and it really fits her name. And then, yeah, the, the climax of the film would be her now transformed into Lady Bird showing up to her dad's funeral and, you know, everybody just like, what the hell's going on? Um, so, yeah, I would never watch that in a million years, but uh, I think that's it. <laughs> that's about the best pitch i can come up with yeah i think the that, that's very interesting and terrifying and it would probably be <laughs> very scary so i guess that's good uh the only thing other thing would just be seeing uh, a continuation of the uh the character of danny and just maybe seeing you know how he's dealing with the sexual going off to college dealing with the sexuality the f- familiar pressures maybe more of just not necessarily a direct sequel but a spinoff just with his character as the main character and how he has to deal with his own issues or even this story told from his point of view and then expanding upon it would be something interesting yeah it's actually pretty good that, that is a good idea for a spinoff sort of um another coming of age story but a different kind in, in sexuality yeah i like that Give me more Lucas Hedges. I'm not going to go play him. Oh, absolutely. He's a god. Now we'll move on to our rating of this movie. I expect mine to be much higher uh, than yours. So what do you got? Out of 69, what do you rate this movie, Cody? Out of 69, um, I do enjoy this movie a lot. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I hold it up to the echelon that you do. Um, so I'm hovering on 58, 59. I think I'm going to give it a 59. Um, probably deserves a little bit higher, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go 59. Let's hear yours. I'm going to give this movie a 66 out of 69. Whoa! Is that your <laughs> I, highest score ever? Oh yeah, this is my highest score. I, oh my God. Definitely my favorite movie that we've watched so far uh, up to this point. Uh, it, it's one higher than Moonlight. Obviously Moonlight, groundbreaking film. Great for a lot of reasons. Uh, but just to me, I, I I think this story connects with me a little bit more on a personal level. Um, and I, I just enjoy it. I think it's it's one that I would rewatch more often. Uh, and I think that's imp- rewatchability is important to me. So I'm, I'm going to give it a 66. So 
big score coming out there. I did not expect that. Yeah. Mr. Uh, low, low rating went all out for this. I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Full of surprises. Good to see you, man. All right. And then uh, to end things off, Cody, have you watched anything recently? Anything you want to recommend? Maybe another Saoirse Ronan movie? <laughs> or uh... <laughs> Beanie Fudge. So. Book Smart again. Uh, yeah, book smart again. I'd recommend that. Definitely check it out. Oh uh, yeah, Little Women, good movie. I like that. I haven't seen uh, anything else of Saoirse Ronan, but I definitely check that out. Uh, Emma Watson, always good as well. Um, but yeah, my my two big recommendations this week I have are actually really good ones. I think. Um, funny enough, I have not watched Breaking Bad. Um, and actually, I'd watched the first season and then stopped, and then watched it again and then stopped. And I was like, why don't I watch this? Show? Everybody said it's really good. So yeah, I I blazed through season two the last couple of days very good um big fan honestly jesse and uh you know his his uh heroin addict girlfriend r.i.p to her yeah that's um, a tough scene that is a tough scene <laughs> season two's got a lot of tough scenes uh and the finale is great as well where you know finally um what's her face finds out everything that he's been lying and stuff so season three should be even better you got saul goodman in the mix as well good guy uh but yeah uh, I'm checking that out. Also, my second re- recommendation is Jeopardy. This guy in Jeopardy is on a two-week of a bender of a run right now. He's absolutely dominating. Uh, he might be on the show for a very long time. So yeah, if you just you know if you're free during you know 7:30 during the weekday for one time, I just check him out. He's fun to watch. Super nerdy guy. He's like a PhD doctor or some crap. I don't know those, who those are the people who win Jeopardy. Um, yeah, he, he's just out here rolling, rolling over, folks, and uh. I enjoy watching Jeopardy when one person is a lot better than the rest. So yeah, I check those out. Uh, yeah, what's uh, what's your recommendations? Well, hopefully he's still going at the time of release, but uh, Jeopardy's always that's true. That, yeah, that's true. We're recording this on uh, what's today? Wednesday. Wednesday, the fourth. Uh, and we're gonna release this what Tuesday? So he 10th. might be done by then. He's got to win basically a whole nother week, which is tough. But uh, I'm gonna make a bold prediction and say he's still playing. So yeah, I like it. Jeopardy's great. Uh, my, my recommendation, first of all, I went and saw Stillwater in theaters, which is the new Matt Damon movie. Uh, Cody said it looks mm. terrible from the trailers and <laughs> looks listen, so bad. I was not coming in with, uh, very high expectations. I was coming with just like, yeah, Matt Damon's a good actor, but I don't really know anything about this movie. Hadn't even watched a trailer, uh, but I, mm-hmm. I was, I was pretty blown away, uh, in terms of like direction and editing and cinematography, like it's not that impressive it's not the best made movie of all time i think uh especially even this year like i think movies like judas and the black messiah or uh uh oh gosh what else like even a quiet place part two which are my other two favorite movies from this year i think those are better directed movies and better shot movies but i think just the character depth and the acting in this movie is absolutely astounding and and the story itself is is really in, engaging and i was on the edge of my seat for a lot of it and uh it's getting mixed reviews from a lot of different people some people don't think it's that impressive but me personally i would highly recommend go check it out uh it's it's really great from there's a little kid actor in this that's really awesome uh the girl the, the younger girl from zombie land is in it uh so just great acting oh, yeah. all around yeah she's a really good actress uh oh i can't remember her name yeah she's great uh yeah that movie i saw uh when i went and saw black widow they, they showed the trailer before it and i was just like matt damon looks like an idiot he's got a terrible terrible accent um but yeah i think it's got a good cast 
I might check it out. I might just wait till it comes out on like Netflix or something. It probably won't be long because, I mean, I doubt it's going to make big money, but uh, I, don't, I doubt it would be in theaters for that long either. Uh, but yeah, high recommendation from you means I probably got to check it out eventually. Dude. Yeah, and then uh, this Friday I'm going to go see Suicide Squad. So I'm oh, I'm very I'm definitely seeing that this weekend. I'm I'm going, so excited going to see that in IMAX on Friday, and uh, I think it's like the probably the perfect movie to see. Because, you know, we, we had Black Widow, but if we're being honest, that wasn't a very impressive movie at the end of the day. So I, I think this is like mm-hmm. the first great superhero movie of the year. And uh, it's getting insanely high good reviews. I think it's got like a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm yeah. very excited for it. I'm jacked for that movie. Love James Gunn, obviously. If you've heard me talk about Guardians of the Galaxy before, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite directors just to watch what he does because he does just, you know, crazy bonker stuff, just pushing the boundaries of... Uh, you know, anything that he, he puts his hands on. So yeah, I'm jacked for that. I'm definitely going to see that in theaters this weekend as well. Yeah. And I, and I did see today that he is not going to be done working with DC. Obviously he uh, helped produce or wrote on uh, the, the peacemaker John Cena, like series that's going to be coming out in January, but I think he's mm-hmm. also going to be making some further projects with them in the future. So I'm, I, sure I'm excited he, for that. Uh, yeah. I'm sure if he makes big bucks on this money, which it's looking like he might, they're going to want to, keep them up for a long time yeah yeah and uh some other movies i've been watching a ton of a24 movies in preparation uh for this other podcast i'm going to be on go check that out it's out now uh but eighth grade bo burnham directorial debut uh was a really good movie uh i think it it does a really great job of capturing like it's really hard to make a movie about young people because of how fast you know, things change with young people. And oftentimes you've got older people making movies about young people. And Bo Burnham does a really great job of being able to capture and represent like what modern youth is. And within, you know, cinema history that isn't usually grasped in a full way, especially in the digital age. So uh, I would say it's, it's a really great movie to check out if you've never seen it. So eighth grade is my other recommendation. Definitely. I'd also recommend going in the, checking out jackson's podcast that you're on right that's gonna be a good episode yeah so uh we'll uh we'll be back at you next week i think we've got uh something a little bit different in store well i guess not too different from stuff we've done in the past but uh not our typical one movie podcast so check that out next week gonna be an interesting one better better find you guys here yeah yep stay capping <laughs> stay capping face.